What's up, everybody out there in the world? You tune in to Bro Conversations, and this is OG Odie. And today, I'm gonna be going over probably one of the one of the most influential albums that I've ever come across and experienced. This album that I'm about to review is real near and dear to my heart because it helped me break out of my depression and it helped me identify, you know, my issues and what I couldn't understand and what I thought I couldn't understand at the time. Today I'm, I'm, I'm going to be reviewing J. Cole's album, his last solo album, um, KOD. All right. This album, it was, it was really special to me. It, it really was. It, um, around the time that it came out, I had fallen deep into a depression. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't enjoy the things that I used to enjoy. I used to enjoy going out in nature, going on walks, going on runs, you know, hooping and all that. And I noticed that it gradually changed and I turned to weed. And I know you can't physically get addicted to weed, but I know that you can create an unhealthy habit uh, towards anything, no matter if it's a drug or whatever. But around that time last year, 2018, that's when the album came out. It was a, uh, it was really dark, and it was really dark for me. I was, um, and I still struggle with this issue today. This one particular issue, um, one of the issues that you know that helped sink me into that place was uh, I never had a real relationship with my dad, and I know that's fucking cliche, but it's my truth. And in order for me to make real good content. Y'all need to know who the fuck I am, and, you know, if you don't give a fuck about that, that's cool, but the people that do, I appreciate you, but, yeah, my dad, um, I was upset, and I still am upset to this day, um, about the fact that he never really took, he was, he was, when he was around, like, when I was younger for a couple years, about five, six years, but he never took out the time to find out who I was, or, you know, to even put me on game put me on to like music and shit and it's really ironic because i listen to some of the music that he used to listen to like some fucking otis redding and and you know al green and shit like that he would play this shit but he would never put me on and i, I appreciate just that small i guess you could call it a blessing of him you know putting me on to you know some soulful shit and just just some different shit some different shit that i wasn't actually you know used to but uh, I struggled a lot because of that. I cried a lot. I didn't let nobody in. I was just fucking down. And the only thing I had to lift myself up or whatever, I, the only thing I thought that I could use to lift myself up was, well, I guess music was, it's, it's always been a number one. I've always loved music. I've, that's been my first love ever since I could, before I could talk. I love music, music and uh, weed. I smoked weed, and I was abused. I don't, I don't even want to. Fuck it. I was abusing it. Like I was using it way too much. I was spending all my money on this shit just to make me feel, you know, better about the situation that I was in. And just to give you a little bit more of a backstory, I was working at in fast food. I fucking hate fast food. Um, I currently now work at Dollar General, which is only a slight step up, but it's a it's a significant step up. I ain't got to deal with no annoying. Well, I still got to deal with annoying customers, but I ain't getting no rushes, um, like, in the kitchen. It ain't going to be no, like, specific times for rushes and 
and then managers yelling at you and, you know, and making you feel like less than or at least making me feel like less than what I deserve to be felt, what I deserve to feel like from their actions and from their words. And that that was a really big moment for me to leave that place and leave fast food. And I will never apply to another fast food job in my life. I'd rather get it any other way, man. I, I'm I'm not doing that. But let me let me let me stay on track. I know the first one, the first Kanye interview was real scatterbrained. I was going from point to point. I want to make this real, you know, concise and real straight to the point. This is probably going to be the one, or well, this is the single, the only one, only one podcast that um, I'm doing right now off the off the top of my head. I ain't do no research for it except for um, listen to the KLD album. But I've, I've had plenty of time to listen to the KLD album and watch how the rap game of my generation and just the rap game period of any age, I've watched how they've um, reacted to it. And it's, it's, it's either you love it or you hate it. There, there's no in-between. I haven't heard many or if any in-between you know, uh, reviews on the album. Um, I really love it because of. Well, let me just. I I love the fact that um on the song Friends off the KLD album, he was really addressing like drug issues and the same shit I just expressed to you, you know, just in a obviously in a s- smaller amount of time. He was talking about how um it seemed like he was talking to somebody specific in his life, but. He was addressing everybody. And the moral of that song was um, one of the quotes in the song was uh, meditate, don't medicate. And honestly, that one song, it really changed my viewpoint on how I was living my life and what I wanted to be. I, I don't want to be a fucking addict. I don't want to fucking depend on weed or a person or anybody to make myself feel better. And that really empowered me to start actually meditating. And I, I don't do it like every day or in, I just do it when I feel like I'm really anxious and I'm really stressed out and I'm just, you know, stressed over something that I can't control. And what I do is I turn on some hip hop uh, fucking instrumentals or some fucking jazz instrumentals and I just listen to it and just thoughts, they just come in my mind, the shit that I'm worried about, shit that just shit that I don't, I'm not really worried about right now, shit just in the back of my mind. And it really helps me open up my mind and think about how I could go about doing certain things and to improve my life, even if I'm in a fucked up situation. And that had to, that and the song Windowpane, that had to be the biggest inspirations and the biggest, and those two songs that had the biggest um, effect on me. And and who I am and who I'm turning in turning in to be uh, who I'm turning into, you know, as I continue on this journey to find myself. And I feel like without giving you all that information, why would you even give a fuck about me and my opinions on shit unless you di- agree or disagree and you you know want to have a conversation or argument? You know, I I don't know why it took so long to, you know, open up and really, you know, tell tell y'all the things that go on in my life. And it's just, this is all new to me. This podcast and shit, this is new to me. 
And I know I'm thinking out loud and I'm kind of getting off topic, but let me let me get back to the track list. Um, like I said, friends, it it really, you know, sheds light. And even after uh it's probably been over a year since he dropped the album, even after then, we still see the effects of the truth in his words, just like fucking Juice World just recently passed. Um, he had a seizure. I'm pretty sure he was on drugs, he overdosed. It's been countless others, um, speaker knockers. It's, it's, it's been countless others that's died, and they were crying out for help in their music, and also at the same time glorifying their drug uses and shit. And that's something I, I don't believe. My gener, I don't think this is um, this is gonna change. I think maybe for a few people, maybe a little handful of people out of the whole out of the whole entire consumer base of rap music i think they'll hold on to it and they'll understand that it's not a fucking game you know taking all these hands taking all these drugs or you know trying to numb pain with drugs at the end of the day it's gonna fuck you up and it's gonna you know take you away from your loved ones and that's that's fucking everything your loved ones are fucking everything where are your loved ones you have fewer and fewer reasons to live, and sometimes we need help when we're at our lowest. Even if your lowest as a rapper is you making a hit song about your issues, just like fucking Juice World did on uh, what's that, Lucid Dreams. I mean, he was he was calling out for help, man, and it's really sad. The you know the rap game and consumers, we just eat it up. We just eat it up, man. We eat up the content. We, oh, yeah, we love this shit. Yeah, I'm sad, too. And I feel like my generation is full of people that really don't have mental health issues. And I'm not talking about Jews. I'm talking about just people in general. I feel like people, they just do that just to get sympathy from other people, especially on social media. When they say, oh, I'm taking a break from social media. I can't handle this. You don't have to do that. All you have to do is fucking turn off the app, log out, disable your account, and come back whenever you feel like it. You're just putting your business out there so other people can judge you and, I guess, sympathize with you. That That's how I feel when people do that. They put their big issues on social media and shit like that. I And I'm no different. I used to be the same way. I used to subliminally, subliminally talk shit about other people. And just because I was upset with myself. But since then, I've learned to cope with my issues in an adult fashion instead of that fucking childicity of doing that fake sub shit. But anyway, let me. Uh, another track I want to point out is ATM. Uh, it's, it's a cool record. It's a cool record, but Cold Drop Jewels on every, Cold Drop Jewels on every single song, um, on this album. And I ain't gonna lie, at first my initial feelings about it were, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't know what angle he was gonna take, and it was weird that he was dropping on 420 and shit, and it was just strange. I didn't start to like the music until the next listen. And I feel like it takes way more talent to do that than for me to just listen to an NBA Youngboy album. And I'm going to fuck with it like off the first listen. 
it just shows you how intricate you want to go into listening to music. You could, you could just listen to it or you could actually consume it and digest it, you know, break it down and look up the lyrics and shit like that. If you, if you're not doing that for your quote unquote favorite artist, or you're not, you know, trying to better yourself or broaden your vocabulary, then you're just a fucking dummy. Like I listen to all types of music, but you, you got to learn how to break it down and learn how to know what the fuck the meaning is to it. And if you don't, like I said, you're, you're just a fucking dummy. But ATM, ATM was great. ATM is an amazing song, and it's a great message to the youth and even older niggas that haven't gotten the message yet. It's about um, it's getting money, fucking counting it up. That's what the fuck you said in the song. You know, it's 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 not too intricate the meaning of the song. Um, and that's something I can always appreciate about Cole. He always drops jewels in his music and. He always gives me something I can latch onto and something I can live with for the rest of my life. Even when he's <clears throat> even when he's dropping bars like <laughs> um old chick calling, but I'm on new things. She's still a dom, but I always lose change. Like Cole has always been at the top of my list of being the best lyricist, the best rapper, my favorite rapper, if you don't know that by now. But um a ATM, it was great, it was straightforward. Get money counted up is and it's kind of a parody to the younger generation and of how the of what type of music they make and shit like that. And some niggas believe that money is just everything. And even I, I even find myself at, at times believing that, oh, if only if I had a certain amount of money, I'll be good. I won't have to worry about nothing. And that's just it's just like psycho, it's just psychological damage. And psychological hypnosis when you think about it, because that's what that's what America is based off of. I mean, shit, when it comes down to slavery and then and now we got it's a different form of slavery, but it's the same. It's the same fucking thing. If you poor, just like me. And if you live in a project, just like me, police, they, they're going to be patrolling around here way more than you know, a fucking suburb or, you know, they, they only come out, they only go out there when it's, when it's a fucking issue or they get a call or, you know, they just, they always post it up around here. And I make, that just makes us feel like we're less than other people that are in better financial situations. And that just holds a fucking, that just holds a fucking chain on our waist, a chain on our fucking leg and, in in the in the race to become the best person or versions of ourselves that we can be, and it's sad, but if you're strong enough, only the strong will survive, man. Only the strong will survive. I'm not trying to make it sound sad and sound like oh no, we can do like people be doing. No, I know it's set up against us, or I, I, I know it is, and that's okay because I feel like I have enough. In me, I have the strength in me to make it, and I know that it may be hard for some of you out there too. But we 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 can do it. We can do it as long as we really believe in what we what the fuck we say and what the fuck we do, and you know we don't go back on our word. We can do it. We 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 can get through anything, no matter what the fucking government or whoever tries to fucking throw in our way. 
And also, at the same time, it could be worse. Nigga, you could be living in, I forget which one it is, but I think it's both, actually. North or South Korea, where they shoot niggas for trying to cross the border. You know, you, you try to go to North or South. They got an army or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And they just they kill niggas that try to cross over. And it's really like a, not even like, it's a fucking, it's a fucking dictatorship. And even though we don't have all the rights that they say we do, just like, for example, voting rights, and that was uh, that was proven with this last election and the Russian interference. But it seems like only a handful of people even give a fuck about that. Like, that's a big thing. So, because Hillary won the fucking popular vote. So that just shows you right there that voting does not fucking matter. It doesn't matter. It's not up to us. It's up to elected officials. And all of them lie and all, you know, that's how it goes, man. I'm not no conspiracy theorist. I'm just telling the fucking truth. That's how it goes. Niggas, they, they just lie to get in office. Oh, I'm going to give you this. Oh, I'm going to give you that. And even if even if you, you don't believe you're lying, if you're a candidate and you're running when you're telling all these people this bullshit, a president does not have all the power. It's not a fucking dictatorship. You have to pass bills and, you know, on state levels, on federal levels and shit like that, and Congress and all that shit, the Senate, all that shit. So it's it doesn't matter what one fucking person says, and I don't understand why people, they get so wrapped up in, into, into elections and shit. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter, nigga. At all. It don't matter who you choose, what the fuck the person that you choose says they're going to do. Nigga, it's, it's more than that. But look, let me stay on topic. This KLD album. The cutoff, the cutoff, I think it was one of the songs that um had me on the verge of crying. Well, nah, I most definitely cried to that song. Let me stop capping. I cried to the cutoff. Um and that was just a reiteration of a little bit of what I was saying. He he it's a parody, and he, he was talking about Indulging in drugs to heal pain. I know heaven is a mindset. I've been a couple times stuck in my ways, but I keep on falling down. Like, that's just a couple bars from it. And it's really deep. And it, I don't believe you can listen or like KLD without looking and looking within yourself. And this is one of the, this is, this is the first album I've ever listened to that actually made me look into my own soul, look into my own actions, look into my own brain and, and think, am I, am I what he's fucking portraying in his music? And at the time I was, I'm not going to say I'm fucking, I'm a hundred percent changed now, but I'm not depressed right now. And even though I do smoke avidly, I feel like I don't need it, but I do want it. I do want to smoke. And I feel like that was a great thing for me to turn to because shit, I could have turned to alcohol and I'm, I'm really blessed to have, I guess, took the quote unquote lesser of the two evils because shit, I could have been on Zans or whatever, but I chose, you know, weed because I I feel like I have a spiritual. <laughs> I feel like I have a spiritual connection with weed. I know that may sound weird or whatever, but I feel like I do, man. I I do. I love it, and it really taps me into my emotion. I can cry easier and shit. When I'm sober, sometimes it's, even when I want to cry, it's like, it's hard to cry, man. 
It really is. It's hard for me to cry or get in touch with my emotions. But and speaking of crying, that's a that's something that's changed in my life. My view on crying. I used to only cry in uh, in private, but lately, I, um, when I when I can cry, I don't cry often. But when I do, I try to cry. You know, in public, maybe in my car or, or whatever, just to be more in tune with my emotions. Because yo, we all human. I'm not about to try to act hard in front of everybody and then cry behind closed doors. That's weak, if you ask me. I feel like the strongest people can show any emotion in front of anybody and not be afraid of being fucking judged. But Kevin's Heart, that was, that was um, that's the next song I'm about to go over. That was one of the more melodic songs. And I was I was really surprised to see in the music video Kevin Hart he actually you know he he played in the music video that was that was really dope of him to you know own your mistakes and shit like that and that that's just that's a really strong quality I wish I I could do that like you fuck up bad in front of the whole world that that just shows you I, I don't know if I can because I'm not fucking rich or famous and don't nobody give a fuck about me right now but. If I ever were in that situation, I don't know if I will have the strength to do that. And that, that's some real man shit right there. For um J. Cole and Kevin Hart, because shit, that's, that's, that's what Cole was talking about. He was talking about infidelity, and that's what that nigga been talking about his whole fucking rap career. That's what, cheating on his girl, and his girl staying with him. Cheating on his girl, and his girl staying with him. He got it. I don't even know. I don't even know if I would call it a good one. But I would not. I'm gonna just say it. As I guess, I guess that would be a right figure speech. He got a quote unquote good one, you know. As many times as he fuck up and fuck other bitches and shit and be on tour, you know, she still she she stay down and I don't know. But at the same time, shit, I don't know if I would put myself in that situation or if I would put or if I were in her shoes, how I would feel. But the. That's the gist of the song, you know, infidelity, fucking up and wanting to do better and, and wanting to, you know, improve your life, even though you fucked up. That's some real shit. That's some real shit. Putting out your emotions for other people to judge you, no matter how you feel about them. That's amazing. And that, that's that's something that we can all strive to fucking do. Brackets. My nigga Will, a.k.a. CM10 on Instagram and uh, YouTube. The nigga I did the Broke Conversations uh, first YouTube podcast with, he, uh, I think he said that this was his favorite song. It started off with a sample from uh, Richard Pryor. And the gist of this song was no matter how much money he makes, the fucking government, as soon as you make a certain amount of money, you get a million dollar check, the government won't have for that shit, nigga. <laughs> And he was addressing some real social issues in this song. He, he was like, instead of that, nigga, let me pick let me pick the shit I want to fund from my phone, you know, so I can know what the fuck my money is getting spent on because nobody truly knows where the fuck exactly where your your dollars are actually going. No one no one fucking knows. No one knows. And there are ways to get, I guess to dodge taxes, but, you know, for niggas that want to abide by the law, you know, and, and not be fucked up with the IRS, 
that's what you got to do. And that's a real good idea. Like, I don't understand why the fuck, why the fuck we can't do that. We be getting taxed on, nigga, I'm broke as fuck. I make eight seventy five at my Dollar General job. That's the most I've ever earned in my life, legally. And they, they be taxing the fuck out of that shit. Like, unless I get overtime and... Then I can really see some money, but it's fucked up, man. It's really fucked up in America. The cost of living, it's not that high. I guess in North Carolina where I'm at right now, but it's fucked up. It's a fucked up situation. Like, niggas, you don't even know where your money is going. And then we turn on the news. You see the military spending trillions of dollars. You know what I'm saying? I was watching a Trump, uh, Trump speech a little while ago. And I'm not a Trump supporter, but I do want to be well-informed. I just want to get that out there just in case y'all got it fucked up. And he was talking about how, how much they were spending trillions of dollars and shit like that on the on the U.S. military. And he and he cut off, am I tripping or was it the Ukraine? He, he cut off one country from, uh, he cut off their money supply from the U.S. while they were trying to come to uh He's basically doing that just to persuade them to do what we want, well, do what he wants as a figurehead in the government. And it's it's just crazy how we got so many social LGBTQ um, programs and, you know, countless others, not just that. But we can't come up with a system that gets, that distributes all the money evenly for taxes. That would be amazing. And that would make me feel proud to be quote-unquote an American, even though I know I'm not, and, well, I guess American doesn't have to, doesn't have a fucking certain look, but, you know, I don't feel like I'm an American, I don't feel I have the same rights as some other Americans, that's why I say that, but, 1985, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna be short with this one, because it, um, this shit was played a lot, this was a fucking hit, I hate hits, I hate listening to hits, after they've been uh, oversaturated in the market, 1985, he was he was speaking to young young rap niggas and saying that your fans are gonna fucking go away when you don't have substance in your music. But that's cap when you think about it, nigga. You you did a song with with one of the niggas that that uh, that this shit applies to. Two niggas actually on the song "The London," Travis Scott and Young Thug. They are two prime examples of nigga of the reason why you're wrong. Like, just I feel I don't know. I feel like that was just, I feel like he made that shit just just out of frustration with how simple and how diluted the rap game is now. But no, nigga, you can make a career. I feel like you can make a lifelong career too out of this mumble rap shit. Young Thug been in the game. He's a fucking young OG. Young Thug is an OG. No matter who, nah, that Young Thug's an OG, and he's not the only one. It's niggas like fucking Two Chains, but I, I don't think he would fall in the, in the mumble rap category. And I need to, hmm, let me think of somebody else besides Young Thug. I always bring him up. Damn, <laughs> I cannot. Damn, I cannot think of one right now. Somebody else. Somebody else in the rap game. Shit. I don't know. It's I, I know it's I know it's I know it's a group of them though. And it will be 
I would like to have a fucking time machine to blast ten years in the uh in the future to see where Young Thug is. But I don't see Young Thug getting uh, losing fans because he continues to make the music he makes. I disagree with 1985, and so did YBN Corday. If you listen to that, he he had a rebuttal on the same beat, same 1985 beat. It's called "Old Niggas." It's, it's kind of an older song, but uh, he was valid. He had a fucking valid point. Like no nigga, like hip hop is changing. You don't have everybody. Don't have to be fucking lyrical in their music, and that's cool. We love you. We love it. We love it. We need we need diversity. We need diversity in, in this in this rap game, and if you don't have it, shit will get boring, especially the younger the audience gets. So, nah, I, I disagree with that shit. Cause it's a whole lot of fucking twelve year olds, nine year olds, eight year olds that fucking love this shit. They love this NBA young boy shit. They love this YNW Melly shit. They love it. So, I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that point. But uh. Once an Addict, I love that song, and that's another song that made me cry and, you know, really show my emotion, because Once an Addict was, it really hit me home, because my dad used to abuse my mom, and he would, like, he wouldn't beat her, but he would, like, push her around when he got drunk and shit like that, and that that really made me reflect on that shit. And I know I know that's deep and it's dark, but it really made me think about it. Um, all the bullshit she used to go through when I was young and I really didn't understand. And, you know, luckily my sister was there. Shit, one time my dad, he was, my dad, he was trying to do the, like I said, one time my dad, he was trying to, you know, push my mom around and shit. Luckily my sister was home and she was a teenager at the time. She beat his ass and, you know, he left and I'm, but I don't know. I, I guess the more I grow, the more my perspective on that situation changed, or it did change, because I think I understand it fully now that my brain is almost all the way developed <laughs> as a fucking twenty-year-old black male. But, but yeah, just just seeing that shit, seeing that shit, and you know, being through it, and once in that, it, it really helped me get through that because my dad shit my when my dad was living with me he he was on crack so what Cole described in the song it was a little different his mom was on drugs because of she was heartbroken because Cole's mom's damn hold up fuck <laughs> Cole's mom's J. Cole's mom's um lover or his stepdad he uh cheated and he had another baby with another family and he left his mother so his, so what he described in this song was his his mother was um she was sad she was heartbroken and she was um going to the bottle every time you know she felt that she did the same thing i did over uh last over the last uh year 2018 and you know and he expressed out it was hard for him to see her like that and he would and he would rather run the streets than see her like that and that's a real shit but my shit was kind of a little different. Like I said, my dad was an alcoholic and he was on crack. So it was, you know, slightly different. My mom, she really did the best that she could. And I really love her and I appreciate her for that. 
I love you. But it, it, it was, that song really hit my heart. And it made me cry because, you know, all the times I used to see, I used to be out with mama and, and you know, and she would just break down because of the bullshit that he would do and say. And she wouldn't try to do nothing but fucking improve their relationship. And not saying she was perfect. Ain't nobody perfect. But just seeing her like that, it, that song, it will always reside close in my heart because I remember those times. And I don't want to go back, but I do want to remember them always. So I know how to treat my wife and my girlfriend and my my loves and people that I love in my life. All right, I'm going to go over about two more songs. Even though I went over like all of them. I lucky went over all of them. <laughs> Yeah, all right, damn, I love you whenever, fuck it. Uh, what did I motivate? Mm -mm -mm. Eh, nah. Yeah, that's that's basically all of them. I basically just explained, yeah. Yeah, that's basically all of them. But, yeah, man, I just, I, I really felt like it was time for me to break out of my, not, oh, break out of my, I guess, comfort zone and, Really tell y'all, like, what's up? Like, give y'all a little insight on who I am. And, cause shit, how the fuck are you gonna be a fan of somebody or a fan of a podcast that, that you don't even know the nigga? And I do. And I'm young, I'm fucking 20 years old. <laughs> I still got some growing to go, but I've had my share of, you know, trials and tribulations. And that, what I just told y'all, that's, that's not it. That's not the only, that's not the extent to it. But, you know, uh, if you still listening this long or I really appreciate you fucking with me and give me a, give me, give me some advice on who you think I should do next and share my shit on Spotify. Right now it's only on Spotify cause uh, you know, that's only what, that's the only thing that's on right now, but I will be working in the future to put it on all types of social networks and I need to make me a fucking Twitter account and all that shit for my Broke Conversations podcast if I really want it to be successful. But for right now, I'm going to just do what I do. Try to give y'all the most, try to give y'all the best content. Only the shit that I'm, only the shit that I'm passionate about. Just like that first, uh, if you haven't already listened to it, the Kanye interview and the um, Broke Conversations episode number one on YouTube. There's, I think, two videos to that because I think it got cut. Yeah, there should be two videos. I think it got cut off short. But, uh, yeah, go fuck with that. Go follow my nigga CM10. Um, and thank you for listening. And thank you for allowing me to get my shit off and allowing for me to be a part of your lives, even if it was for a couple minutes out of the day. Anyway, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. This has been Broke Conversations, and you listening to OG OG. Peace.